When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. Hey, keep your mouth shut, Fritzy! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit deeper because you got thick skin. Welcome in to After the Snap. This is your home for all things long snapping, all things NFL. We just finished up preseason week three, just finished up training camp. We are moving on to the regular season. I am here with the newest member of the Buffalo Bills, Reed Ferguson. What is going on, dude? (laughs) Hey, all I can say is I'm blessed and honored for the opportunity, you know? Blessed and highly favored. What a 24 hours. What a 24 hours. Okay. So I know you said you didn't want to get into it too much, but it sounded like it was some procedural uh, roster moves that required you to be released for a 24 hour period and then be signed back on. We are very glad to hear that you are back on with the Bills, and they are excited to have you back. Bills Mafia, I know, was pumped to see that you re-signed, and um, I know that they are excited to move forward with you because you just signed a new extension. So uh, you are the future of long snapping in Buffalo. But before we Love get to, to hey, what do you what do they call? The, what do you call? Like we call Bills Mafia. What do you? What is Dolphins? Do they have a name? A genuine question. I don't know. I I've all Finns fan. I know you say I don't Finns think fans there's on like Twitter. An official. They don't yeah, have like a Finns fans, like Finns nation. Tagline. I don't know if there's like Finns a nation. name. No. Okay. Yeah. Random question, but only Finns. <laughs> only Finns, bro. <laughs> Producer Chris into- with a zinger. <laughs> Perfectly timed. That was very good. That was very good. Before we get into the reason that we are all here, we kind of teased it last week. We are here to talk some conspiracy theories. Uh, This is a down week for NFL, uh, kind of an in-between week. But we wanted to sort of recap what happened last week. Maybe talk a little bit of brews before we get to talking conspiracies. So Absolutely. um, I'll start with the Bills. You guys uh, played the Packers. 19 nothing seemed like a pretty easy easy dub. Josh Allen played really well uh for the for the p- plays that he was in and uh I mean I I won't speak for you but looked like it was probably pretty fun to get back in front of the fans in Buffalo. Yeah, so uh like you said it was great to be back out there in front of the fans. You know, we had, you know, considering it's been you know over a year since fans were kind of fully allowed to be in the stadium. Uh, I know the with the exception of the playoff games, obviously, but 
uh, it was it was it was fantastic. You know, there was there was a ton of people there. It you know it was pretty pretty packed. So it was, it was definitely nice to see for the for the guys to for the especially the new guys that haven't played there in front of the home fans was was definitely very cool. Uh, but also good to get kind of in a game day routine a little bit, you know, given that we played the first two preseason games away. So it, it kind of good to get that game day routine in place before Pittsburgh next week. So uh, looking forward to Steelers week one. Uh, it's going to be rocking. I'm, uh, I'm I'm assuming, Chris, I don't know if you know if it's a sellout or not. I don't really pay attention that closely to the ticket stuff, but I'm assuming it's a sellout. How long have you been playing here? This will be my fifth year active, sixth total. And how long have we been bad? Yeah, exactly. You can't say, well, yeah. You're what? Se- you're uh, second year in the league. We made the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Yep. This home opener on top of what we did as a team last year is going to be insane, and I am so upset that I won't be there for it. Because I have to work. That is disappointing. Like you said, great to be back in front of the fans. Good, good little uh, warm up there before week one. So we're excited. What about you guys? So we uh, spent preseason week three in Cincinnati. Um, we, well, I should say weekend. We practiced in in um, in Miami all week. Just. Just us. We didn't do a joint practice for the third week in a row. Uh, but we uh, went up to Cincinnati and we actually ended up winning on a Hail Mary with a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter. It was absolutely electric to see Reed Sinet take the field and go for – I think he threw for like 320 yards or something crazy – and he he's rolling out fourth and 15, a minute and a half left in the game, and he just chucks it up. And uh, Chris Myrick, one of our tight ends, comes down with the ball. We ended up going for two, got the two points to put us up three to make them make a decision. Are they going to go down the field and try and kick a field goal to tie because there's no overtime? Or – are they going to go down and try and score a touchdown and and beat us? No overtime in preseason. Correct. No overtime in Just preseason. For, this for those is, who are unaware. I believe this is – is this the first, first year? First year they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they, they went down the field. They actually got into field goal range, but they made the decision on, I guess, fourth down to to go to the sticks and try to get the first down instead of – instead of kicking the field goal to tie. So uh, that was that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, week one, next week, uh, we go to New England to take on the Patriots. It's the same, same place we played week one last year. There were no fans last year, week one in New England. So that was really, really weird for my first ever NFL game. Uh, but I have been to a couple of your games in New England, so I know what it's like to be in that stadium with – a bunch of rowdy, raucous New England Patriots fans. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like you alluded to before, uh, we have a main topic for the pod tonight. But before we get into that, I know I wanted to hit briefly on a little brew that I'll be sipping on because 
goodness, we're going to need it. I, too, have a brew. Lord, beer me strength. Bros and Brews Beer Reviews. With that, I will go first. <laughs> and I'm going to... This week, I'm going to feature a beer that was gifted to me by our fellow long snapper, Patrick Scales. And I feel like it is very fitting for this podcast because it is out of a uh, brewery in Chicago. And it, it is it was created by arguably the greatest long snapper in the history of the NFL, Pat Manley. This is the long snapper IPA. It's got Pat Manley on the top of a, uh, looks like a Camaro, uh, snapping a football with a golf bag next to the car. So uh, there's not a whole lot that I don't agree with about this about this beer already, just looking at it. It says it's a West Coast IPA, and it is a 6% alcohol by volume. Uh, it looks like he wanted to uh, make it a lower, less bitter IPA because he wanted it to be a crushable IPA. With that, I will give it a crack. Three, two, one. As Blake is cracking and drinking... Just a little background on Patrick Scales and Patrick Manley, the creator of the beer. Uh, they both play or played for the Chicago Bears. Yes. So um, Pat obviously played there for 16 years. P. Scales has been there for maybe since uh, two, five or six years. Yeah. Like four or five years maybe. Um, I know he came into the league in 2011, but I don't think he's been with Chicago all that time. So, gotcha. Um, this is this is a very tasty beer. It's let's see, got to go with a second sip. It is smooth. It's very crushable. It's not like overly hoppy to the point where I'm like, mm, I can only drink one of these. I could probably drink a couple, and that's I think what he was going for. So uh, with that, I will give it a snapocity score of an eight point two. It would not be a go to of mine, however. If I saw it in the ice chest, I would, I, I would not skip over it. I would, I would pick one up and and crush it, as it says on the can. What do you got? Very nice. I've got a uh, a, a beer here. It's uh, from Wild Leap Brewing Company. It's called Alpha Abstraction, and I picked this one. I got it from the Smyrna Beer Market before I left town. It's a double IPA, but it has a buffalo hey. on the can. So, uh, uh, you know, I took a picture of it. We'll be posting that on the socials. But this is 8% double IPA, obviously a little stronger uh, than your average Joe. They're out of LaGrange, Georgia. So a little local action going on, but got a crack here. Delicious. A little foamy. See how we go. That That is phenomenal. Not as strong as your typical double IPA, which is... Surprising because in a uh, 12 ounce can, I figured a double would taste stronger, but it doesn't. Uh, it's it's a juicy double IPA. It's got sativa hops in it, which uh, I believe the guys down at First Line use something similar, similarly named uh, for some of their beers. But uh, no, this is phenomenal. Again, it is a Wild Leap Brewing Company, and the beer is called Alpha Abstraction Double IPA. Look for the buffalo. Very nice. Well, should we get into some 
Dun, dun, dun. Conspiracy theories? I think so. So, as many of you may know, if you've talked to us or had a followed our conversations on Twitter or anything, we love to discuss the weird, the crazy, the things that people just don't know a whole lot about that we want to explore more of. We have pulled out a few of our favorite conspiracy theories. Some of them you may have heard of, some of them you may not have. And with that, I will uh, defer to Reed to present his first and favorite conspiracy theory. I'm going to start out with a pretty popular one. And I, I, I've, I, I've kind of been aware of this theory since we visited his house in Tennessee. And that was a long time ago when we were when we were kids. But conspiracy theory number one, numero uno, Elvis is still alive. Do you believe this or do you not believe this? Well, okay, so I'll tell you what. There's it's kind of like a part one, part two for me, because I've heard I had I had heard rumblings growing up that he didn't really die in nineteen seventy seven. Right. You just kind of like people talk about it. I heard about it. I didn't really do any research into any kind of conspiracy theory research that might be that might have backed up that claim. I think it was just like, a hey, you know, people talk, you know, kids talk at school. Hey, you know, Elvis didn't die in a bathroom or whatever. He whatever happened. Right. Um, apparently. Rumor is that minutes before the coroner arrived to take his body, a black helicopter flew away with Elvis, Elvis's body inside. Dead or alive, we do not know. He was, and he then was later on, four, well, he was age forty-two at the time. Later on, it is now rumored that he has had worked. I don't think it's current, but has worked at the Graceland mansion as a groundskeeper. So he, he's literally so he went on site. Mm. He's on site. And obviously the picture I saw is it, you you would never know. You would never know. He obviously changed the name, did the whole 9 yards. You would have no idea it was him, but he's 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 hiding in plain sight. The research behind this says that Elvis faked his own death to escape a debt that he has right Blake just showed a picture of of what he looks like now or of what the guy is believed to be Elvis looks like now I can't really see the resemblance I can't I can't either maybe because and he has white hair and you only see Elvis with black hair like I I get that part but I can't really see the resemblance somebody said that he, they saw him or the guy that resembles him in a burger king near the Graceland mansion so yeah. anyway I have a hard time believing I, this. I will say, but, but, but see, this leads me also into like the whole Tupac thing, right? Because I've seen or Michael Jackson. I've seen thre- Michael Jackson. I've seen threads on Twitter. Like two years ago, there was one thread that I that I crossed up on. This dude went into so much detail on like it, it, like songs on Spotify that were under like a ghost name for Tupac. And the oh, wow. and and he ran like some some kind of 
musical or like voice recognition software and his voice matched up with Tupac like 97% or something. It was crazy. What? But I but I, I don't know enough about it to, to say Tupac's not dead. Yeah. I don't know. I don't and I don't know either. I I will say on the same li- along the same lines I've seen a couple of theories where people think that Michael Jackson is still alive because evidently when the coroner took his body the, there was like a van it went into like a parking garage and there's footage of somebody like getting out of the back of this coroner van and they're like covering the person's face and and it's believed that it might be Michael Jackson just like faking his own death. It seems too obvious that somebody would be able to sneak in and capture a video of Michael Jackson potentially escaping the van, right? It seems like if you if seems like if you were going to get him out of a van and cover his and like cover his face up, you would think you would know people are watching. So you would want to drive like extra far away. Right. I don't know. That's just that's just me being yeah. super skeptical. So CNN so based on a quick Google search, CNN out of Berlin, Germany says that the video um, was made to show how easy it is to spread rumors online. And they made that as basically as a hoax video trying to get people to believe exactly what I just fell for. So there you go. Um, but it, it just seems, it seems odd. You're, that, you're a big Elvis fan growing up. So, I mean, I, yes. this is part, that's partially why I included this yes. one. I actually, uh, for the, for the listeners, that's the, really the reason we went to Graceland. I, yes. Also because you had like a little league baseball tournament there, but yes, yes, um, <laughs> but that's hilarious. Wait, is it in? It's in Tennessee though, right? Because the right Graceland is in Tennessee. Because we were because the baseball was in Mississippi. Uh, looks like Graceland is in Men- is in Memphis. Um, I think what I'm remembering is your baseball tournament was was actually in Mississippi. Mississippi, so it's, okay, it's that's like what right, I thought. Off, right across the state line. Uh, but yes, you're right, Tennessee. So I gave this just a rating. I gave it a crazy factor of seven just because he was such an iconic pop star. If you, you play the what if game, anybody can play the what if game. Like what if it's true? It would be earth shattering, I think. Same goes for yeah, Tupac. Think- Same goes for Michael Jackson. Like it's it's if it ever happened, I think seven is not too high, not too low. If the picture that's supposed to be him was all you had to go off of, I would say that no, it is not him, the the groundskeeper person, because he would he would be eighty six today, um, right now. I don't know if he's and still a groundskeeper. I think picture, he he might have just been one. Some at some picture point, of, like he came back. Okay. Well, the picture that it shows of that person doesn't look. Anything anywhere close to eighty something years old, and the and that report right. was in twenty six was in twenty sixteen. So within the okay. last five okay. years, I mean, it, he would have been eighty one to eighty six, and he doesn't look anywhere close to that. He look to me, he looks like he's in his sixties. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shall we move on to uh, my favorite and seemingly most puzzling conspiracy theory? Absolutely. This is one that pretty much across the board, everyone has heard or at least seen, talked about, whatever. This is the conspiracy theory that Area 51 is housing aliens. I thought you were going to go with the other one you wrote down. You teased it up pretty good. You teased the other one. You teased it up so good, I thought you were doing the other one. So well, that's we, kudos to we you. Will definitely, we will definitely get to the other one because the other one is the other one is also very very popular. Uh, it's just for me, this is the one I can't like. I can't wrap my head around because the other one to me seems we'll we'll get there. Whatever. Um, but so Area Fifty One, for those who don't know, is an Air Force base in out in I think Nevada. Yeah quote-unquote base and in 19 as early as 1955 there were sightings of ufos and other objects flying around area 51 and so nobody really knows what goes on inside of this place because it is like top secret confidential like nobody knows if there were aliens on our planet I think there might be some at Area 51. I've heard of this. I don't have a ton of background knowledge, to be honest. I will say I have seen some sketchy things regarding Area 51 as far as people going there and posting pictures of of, of nothing. Right. Oh, like this yeah. is where it's supposed to be, which totally makes sense, right? Because if you right. if you were gonna hide something somewhere, you wouldn't actually give it a location. Like so if I you get, look it up on like if you look in that area on Google Google Maps, there's like it's just like blank space. Exactly. Like there's there's nothing there. Apparently if you look from the Vegas I think it's if you look from like the Vegas airport, you might see like the people that work at area 51 like coming in and out apparently there's like small planes that transport them from the vegas airport to area 51 and back because they all live like in vegas i don't know i i have a hard time wrapping my head around there being aliens at all but it would be childish of me to think that out of all of the galaxies that are on this, that are in this universe, that we are the only planet that has living beings. So I think that there might be, but interesting. Um, it is certainly puzzling. I didn't think I that. Hear, I didn't think you'd be a you'd you'd be a. Uh, uh, I'm an, an Earth only guy. Well, I I don't know. I just feel like I feel like if. 
Are you saying like, are you saying you there's about, other there's another place not Earth that has human beings? Not human beings, but some sort of life form. Okay. Like I can I think I can get on board with that. I think humans is only Earth. I would say so too. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. I want to hear producer Chris's favorite conspiracy theory. I kept mine sports related as this we do mostly discuss sports and this is before really before all of our times because i might have been a year old when this happened and it's the conspiracy that the nba rigged the i think it was the 1985 draft to put patrick ewing in new york with the knicks i don't know if you guys have heard about this one but i've never heard this. i'm intrigued Please expound. So this, this, this is the conspiracy. Now, I'm not an NBA guy by any means. I my least favorite sport. I wouldn't go to a game if there was one in my backyard. But I know during the '80s, you had Boston and LA flip flopping uh, championships throughout the '80s. They mostly won the championships, and I think David Stern wanted. Oh, I got LA and Boston, two of my biggest markets winning and my ratings are good so i need to make sure that l i need to get new york involved so there's a conspiracy that on the draft lottery drawing the teams that the envelope containing the new york knicks logo was put in the in the refrigerator so that when david stern grabbed it and felt one that was cold he knew that was then one for the Knicks. No and that's way. how the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. That's brilliant. I believe it already. That I is, believe it already. That's top notch. How how uh like how how believed what's the belief factor on this? Like the percentage. It's high up there. I mean it's I, not an I've never heard it before. That's not like, outlandish, really, because it's it's very believable. I mean, it's a major yeah. media market. He wanted the major media market, so he he rigged it to get there. But how I've never – I mean, Blake and I have watched NBA growing up. I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, hey, that's – you know, how how do we know each other is you guys are playing rec basketball and who's <laughs> score keeping your games is me. I mean, I'm not much of an NBA guy, but I, I know that to be a conspiracy that – David Stern rigged the 85 draft wow. so that Patrick Ewing, who was the hottest prospect, would land in New York. And how do you do that? By putting the envelope in the freezer or refrigerator and making it cold. That's that way you know it's pure genius. Pure genius. So I, I just did a quick another quick Google search, as I do, and I found a very helpful article about how they could have rigged it. And not only does it talk about the frozen envelope or the refrigerated envelope, it talks about how – and it actually has picture evidence of the envelope containing the Knicks uh, being their lottery pick. The corner of it was bent so that he would pick that one up. Not only was it cold, but if – if he needed to be able to see which one just picking out of a bunch of random envelopes, this one has a bent corner and it is the only one of the stack with a bent corner. That's a genius. 
So genius. There, the proof, I mean, the proof is in the is in the pictures. It seems like. Obviously, we can't tell whether it was refrigerated or not. But wow, that's that's really good. That's strong. I love that one actually. Great job. Great job. All right, let me hit on my second of two. And this was actually, I think, more believable than my first one. When I was doing my research for the podcast, I asked my wife, Erica, I said, Do you have I said, have you ever heard of conspiracy theories just in general? Like what's your knowledge? She didn't have a ton she didn't have uh, any solid examples. Um, but so she went to Google as we all do and she pulled up one that I thought was brilliant. It's, it's, it's between Disney and the movie frozen. And the theory is that when Walt Disney died, he froze his body in cryo using cryogenic technology and Disney the, 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 the conspiracy theory is that Disney created the Frozen movie to cover up and hack Google's search algorithm so that when people search Disney Frozen, they, can't find they got the movie <laughs> and not information and research about Walt Disney freezing himself when he died. Now, Disney has obviously refuted the claims I did a little bit of research, not a ton, but this is brilliant. I think that's if he did do that, that is quite possibly like the most ball. It's top 10. I think top 10. I think it's, I think it's top 10 all time. I mean, to hack a, a, to hack Google's search algorithm. I mean, that thing is so strong. I th- I think it I think it has to be it, it had to have come from his estate, right? Because hundred percent. Because it would have been people long after he's been dead saying, "Oh crap, people are finding out about this. We have to do something." But why? Right? Because see, see, I couldn't really I couldn't figure out why they wanted to divert people from paying attention. Like who cares maybe, if he's frozen, maybe he's, right? Maybe he's hanging out with maybe he's hanging out with Elvis Presley. Maybe he's not actually. He was dead. so he was <laughs> he was so old. He was old when we were young. Yeah, you know he, died like when in, we were kids. he died in nineteen sixty six. Yeah, so. so I mean, so so are they saying somehow he is? I mean, how, do you see how old he was when he died? Are you looking yeah, at he was, that? He was sixty five. He was born in nineteen oh one. Okay, so he's got a he's got a pretty good. I mean, considered he's got a pretty good runway. I mean, he's got probably maybe another fifteen to twenty years if he was healthy, right? Yeah, maybe but live to eighty five. Even then, you're not you don't have a Google search engine and know. Okay, you know when I right. die. No, but I'm saying I'm, gonna- I'm saying he 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 was cryogenically frozen. Okay. To where he might still be alive, I'm saying that that's the reason, right? Yeah. Why? And second of all, where? Right. I mean, these facilities don't just pop up everywhere, right? It's like okay, he he probably had to get moved at some point. Like, is this has has have they been freezing him for the last fifty years? 
55 years? He's been frozen for 55 years? I don't know. He, he who know, who knows? He may have been he may have come out of he may have been unfrozen in 93 for all yeah. I know. And and set Disney off on, you know, whatever you know, who knows. I just think it's it's brilliant that whoever whoever's idea it was to hack Google's algorithm, whatever they're trying to hide with his body to be able to to come up with the idea to hack the algorithm with a, with a genius movie, right? Every kid loves Frozen. It's it so it's like, very it's very uh, like the song, right? Yeah. Every little girl knows the Frozen song. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Um it says that his daughter disputed the claim that he was uh frozen cryo cryogenically. It says that I dispute it too. It says that signed legal documents indicate that Disney was in fact cremated and that his remains are in a marked plot at Forest Lawn. Not only is Disney claiming that the the frozen movie was not a cover up, they're also claiming that he wasn't actually frozen to begin with. I'm sure this you can pay for those documents. Wild. Some some shady attorney somewhere can sign legal documents. Exactly. <laughs> I'm forever skeptical. Forever I, skeptical. I am as well. Well, that was probably one of our one of my favorite conversations that we've had. Um, and we will have to touch on more at a later date when it comes to conspiracy theories because these are a lot of fun to talk about. And there is one more that I, that I really want to touch on at some point, but we do have to, we do have to get to our short snaps before we end, because I think it is worth noting and our short snaps this week. Cue the intro. Short snaps. Stip snap, stip snap, stip snap. All the news that's fit to kick. ESPN was fooled into thinking that IMG Academy was playing a top-rated charter school out of Ohio. What? Bishop Sycamore. Bishop when Sycamore. I, when I saw this story. Charter school. When I saw this story, I, I kind of saw it. I saw it like very. I saw it like right when it was reported. Okay, like a couple days I ago, and I and I, I was too, like, yeah. "You may have sent it to me," and I was like, "Okay, this is this is weird." I didn't really it did, and it, it didn't have all of the information, but as like like twenty if you went like twenty four hours later, and it was like okay, all of the players were not high school age. The coach had a warrant out for his arrest. The it's they only do online school. It's like it's like how and all their guys are like twenty. They're like twenty five years old. That's what I'm saying. And they just played a game. Apparently, they played a game on Friday two, night, and then another game on years. Sunday. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> it says that his. It says that the coach. <laughs> Coach Leroy Johnson. Leroy Johnson was facing a warrant for failure to appear in a domestic violence case that was eventually dropped to a criminal mischief charge uh, on July 2nd by the Delaware County Sheriff's Office and remains active. 
that's just like the beginning of the story. He was obviously let go by the school. ESPN is trying to do damage control and, and you know, figure How out. How on who, earth do you spend this out. positively for ESPN? I'm, they're probably trying to figure out what programming director okayed this. and They had know, their head scouting who, guy, like Tom Luganbill, was calling the game. Well, like he called games to, when I was in high school. Like he called a Buford game when we played yeah. Uli on ESPN. Like yeah. I think my junior or senior year, right? He's like the head scout guy, head recruiting guy for ESPN, or one of them. Yeah. He's actually now he is one of the college football analysts for ESPN. So he's like one of the guys, and he was calling this game. <laughs> so. That's there's obviously a lot to unpack. I got duped into um, so but, so a little bit of a background. There, there basically ESPN had a time slot to fill. This is what I read. ESPN had a time slot to fill for this IMG game, and IMG needed an opponent. There's these brokers out there that will say, "Hey, I've got a team. You know, here's here's the cat. You know, if there's a money handover, some kind of money handover." And, okay, here we've matched you up with an opponent. Here's your game for IMG. Here's the publicity. There, there was apparently some sketchiness going on with the broker, but that the, the story I read didn't have that much information. But anyway, I could I – could, this was this was hilarious. I mean, there was guys talking about it in the locker room yesterday, cracking up about it. Like how in the world did the worldwide leader in sports get duped into – televising a game with kids that aren't in high school. They're not in high school and they duped them into believing they had multiple D1 recruits and they were getting beat like 40 something to nothing. And Tom Luganbill broadcasting the game was like, when do we start to be concerned about their health and safety? And you're telling me they've got D1 athletes on this team. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. It's so funny. Bishop Sycamore will go down in history forever. Yes. And it's a good name. I wonder if Bishop Bishop Sycamore, Sycamore. like that sounds like a powerhouse. (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh. Holy moly. This double IPA is not enough. The jokes, the jokes are there are all over the place. Like you, I mean, the memes are endless. So, um, but that's <laughs> that's all we've got for tonight. We we have to put a wrap on this. We want to hear your favorite conspiracy theories on social media. Hit us up at After the Snap Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We want to hear your feedback. Let us know. Give us a follow. We will see you next week. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.